Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure that you are following us on your favorite podcast app. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Uh, before we get started with the show, I want to remind everybody that our United Center takeovers are on sale. Well, at least one of them <laughs> is on sale because you guys are nuts. And the Detroit game on February 25th sold out in, what, six hours, if even that? It, it, probably faster. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I know we didn't even tweet the link until the show was over. We talked about it during the show yesterday, and I think we had 20 or 25 sold by the end of the show. Um, and now uh, <laughs> they're all completely gone for the Detroit game. Oops. But November fourth, the Florida Panthers, a very good opponent, coming to town. That's a that's really soon. That's less than two months from now. Come join mm-hmm. us at the United Center. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. If you are a diehard, use that diehard events uh, tab. If you are a normie, as we call you, just use a regular <laughs> events tab, and you'll find how to purchase tickets to join us November fourth at the United Center as the Hawks take on the Florida Panthers. Now, speaking of yesterday's show, you may remember that we told you that we're talking to Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner today. And no, they are not tied up in my basement, and I'm not about to bring (laughs) them in here. We did speak with them this morning, and technology failed us, as technology is wont to do these days. When we got back from the, the United Center, we... Went to transfer the audio, and the audio file was kaput. So <laughs> what we're going to do is reschedule with Danny and Jamie. Uh, Jamie has already reached out to me directly to say, hey, heard what happened. Really sorry about it. We are happy to reschedule with you guys. But we wanted to let you know um, some of the stuff we learned today uh, in that conversation. So, yeah, uh, technology sucks. It fails often. Yeah. Uh, we were on our way home and uh, got the note like, uh, fellas, uh, we're kind of up shit's Creek here. <laughs> uh, so we adjust and we do it with a smile on our face and we move on because things happen. And at the end of the day, it's just yes. a podcast. So everyone's good. Yeah. It's healthy. And that's what matters. Yeah. And there is photographic proof, Zach. There is photographic proof that we did talk to them. Yes. Uh, this is not us making up this whole thing. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it happens. But, yeah, good conversation. Um, it was great to great to talk with them and kind of get some updates uh, on on the team as we go into the season, get some insight on uh, get some insight on the whole Chris Chelios uh, proceedings and everything. So, yeah, uh, it'll be nice to talk with them. Uh, again and have that brought to the public but yeah talking about today's conversation i think will be will be good we'll be able to kind of you know in a a setting that we weren't expecting to be in uh get to kind of expound on some on some things that we talked about with them so uh yeah good stuff and thanks to the blackhawks uh and anthony uh who uh, they sent us uh, their own transcript of the interview and he was furiously typing uh, during during our interview, so um, we have some uh, uh, some 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 backup there that we can actually kind of go back and get their get their actual quotes. I I suggested doing a dramatic table reading of the transcript <laughs> uh, where we play the roles of Jamie and Danny, but no, no, we won't we won't do that. I do think they could have done it. I mean, they sent us a transcript, which we appreciate, but they could have taken out dumbass number one, dumbass number two, and dumbass number. Yeah, they three. didn't need to label it that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can at least go through and delete that, Hawks. But we appreciate it anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, you guys are killing us in the chat. Uh, Zach says, bro, I just recorded the greatest song ever. Listen to this white noise. It reminds me of the uh, tenacious D song tribute. (laughs) This is not the greatest song in the world, but I swear to God, we wrote it, but this is a tribute to it. It's a tribute. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Uh, LNK five dollar super chat. What section in row for the two twenty five takeover would like to buy tickets near the CHGO group, unless that's not okay. Uh, not sure of the exact section yet. I'll, I'll try to get back to you. We'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's a super chat, we must acknowledge. So as soon Thank as you, we Alan. know, we'll let you know. But yes, that's that's totally fine if you want to come uh, and sit near us, um, if you want to. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and, and too, with like the takeover and stuff, if you come up and say hi to us, we're not going to be like, where's your ticket? You didn't show me you your ticket. Do not make you, eye contact with Greg. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> not going to be that way. 
All right, so we started the conversation. Um, we, we, we gave our condolences to Danny for the passing of Rocky Wirtz. And uh, first question was basically like, now that that's happened, like, how did your, how is your role changing? Like, are you going to be more involved, less involved, you know, and differently involved? And what I thought was interesting, first and foremost, he said, basically, there'll be no change. Um, but he's talked about Rocky as a fatalist. And Rocky had sort of always, according to Danny, talked about, hey, someday I'm not going to be here and you're going to be running this thing. And these are some of the things you need to keep in mind. And Rocky had a lot of things sort of already in order um, in case this was ever to happen. So uh, that was kind of interesting to hear. Um, you don't really get that from Rocky, you know, like when just knowing him personally, he seemed kind of happy go lucky and positive and, and smiley most of the time. Um, but I guess a good businessman has to be thinking, you know, five, six, seven years ahead. And it looks like he had a pretty solid plan in place for, for if, and when it did happen. And, and, and unfortunately it did. Yeah. That, that conversation reminded me a little bit uh, of like my own dad uh, who, you know, was diagnosed with cancer and, and, less than two years later had passed away, but it was a lot of conversations of like, Hey, I'm happy to help you out, son, but I'm not going to be here forever. So let's figure out a way to make this your own thing. We had a few of those conversations uh, over the past couple of years of his life. So that, that, that brought back some memories there, but I mean, obviously my dad did not run, you know, a professional sports team and a multi billion dollar empire of real estate and, and and liquor in Chicago amongst all their other businesses. So um, I'm sure his attention to detail was a little bit greater, uh, but uh, not, not surprising to hear uh, that aspect of it. And it doesn't seem like the day-to-day -day operations of the Blackhawks is, is changing much. Yeah. I didn't get the, they didn't say or give off the sense that any, um, additions or anybody else is going to come in and, you know, pick up the slack of, of Danny, uh, Danny's, you know, position within the Wards corporation changing at all. And, and he said too, that he was going to continue to be, you know, hand on uh, the term was hand on the wheel mm -hmm. of, of the Blackhawks. So yeah, his, his, as much as he's going to kind of take up more responsibility, uh, you know, within the Wirtz family, uh, you know, family of, of businesses and, and, and endeavors that they're in, um, his role with the Blackhawks is, is not to doesn't isn't going to change. Um, you know, it's kind of overseeing everything. He'll just no longer have uh, his dad above him. He will, you know, he will then represent that kind of last uh, uh, top of the food chain kind of uh, kind of thing. And and I think Danny spoke about how Rocky tried to instill a lot of. Um, autonomy for people in different positions to let take control of things like if 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 jamie faulkner's you know president of business operations let her be you know control all the business aspects of things and and entrust that she will you know do the best job and so on and so forth um and so that seems like that's going to be danny's continued approach too is that he's not going to try and take over anything that he doesn't feel like he he would need to um, I believe, you know, he, he has a belief in the people that are in place, uh, to do their jobs and do them well. So yeah, it, it doesn't seem like anything is going to change other than, you know, Rocky's just no longer here. Yeah. Here's a, a quote from the transcription, uh, from Danny he says over the last year, Rocky was here for a mentor and coach. He was a chairman, but not so much of a decision maker on the day to day that we've been leading. We were always one team, very collaborative. What will change is missing the opportunity to share stuff with him and not getting his wisdom and guidance. Nothing you'll see on the outside, but he always believed in empowering us. I'll have more roles in our other businesses, but we'll remain prominent here. So to me, and I think to most Hawks fans, that's good news. I think people are mm -hmm. are pretty on board with Danny Wirtz personally. Um, he has said all the right things, even when his father kind of stepped in it during the, uh, the the town hall meeting shortly after the Kyle Beach scandal. Um, Danny said and was trying to say the right things, uh, and mm -hmm. he was sort of stiff-armed by his dad. But I have been very pleased with the way Danny Wirtz has led the Blackhawks, and um, it didn't seem pretty clear that over the last year or so that Rocky's involvement had sort of shifted a little bit. It wasn't so much, and it did seem to kind of coincide with that outburst could be a coincidence i don't know um but 
it, it's very clear that Danny has been in charge and will remain in charge. And, and that was sort of my fear is, well, now are you going to be taken away from the Hawks a little bit? And the answer to that question was pretty unequivocally no, which is, yeah. which is good. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and you're right. There was kind of, we hadn't seen a lot of Rocky in the last year and some of that could have been health related. Some of that could have been a conscious situation other than the Marion Hosa, uh, you know, or the, the Kyle Davidson's official hiring day and the Marion Hosa one day contract kind of interview they had in the atrium. Other than those two events. And those were pretty quickly after the town hall. I don't recall Rocky being, you know, at much of these things, I don't even remember him at Marion Hosa's retirement night. Um, he, at least if he was, he wasn't, you know, yeah. in front of cameras or or anything like that. So, I again, I don't know if that was a conscious decision or you know, it, were there health problems? But um, yeah, he definitely wasn't as present as we had seen in previous seasons. Um, but it's good to know that that Danny's still going to be the the go to guy. Uh, with the Blackhawks, um, I think I can echo what Jay says that, that they're they're in good hands. I, I think there's a lot, um, a lot of things they're doing right, and and a lot of those things are beyond what we see on game night. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, Roy just rage says who else would take over if it wasn't Danny? Wouldn't Danny inherit the team from Rocky? Well, yes, but but there's so many other arms to the Wurtz business empire that the thought would be that Danny would now be stretched too thin. It wouldn't be able to give the Hawks the same amount of attention. He was when Rocky was there. That's not a concern. He's going to remain like uh, Mario said, quoting Danny hands on the wheel. He will be there in a, in a high leadership role. And Dale from Chi town says, uh, besides pride night, I've been happy with the direction Danny has gone and I have confidence going forward. Yeah. We had talked to them about pride night at least once. Uh, we brought that up and I feel that they had sort of addressed that whole thing as best they could. Uh, and hopefully lesson learned from the organization on that, because we all agree, they sort of dropped the ball there. Well, and we talked uh, today about, you know, the, the theme nights that they, that they have this season, the promotional schedule was, was uh, put out there, um, in the last two weeks, I think it might've been, um, they're going to have another pride night again this year. Uh, but with what the NHL did, um, not just the Blackhawks, but the league entirely, all the theme night jerseys have, have gone away uh, because of everything that happened last year. We don't need to rehash that. Um, but what Jamie Faulkner did reiterate in uh, the discussion about all the theme nights, but and of course Pride Night is included in that, um, is the, the work year-round that the Blackhawks are doing uh, within those communities, whether it's uh, the LGBTQ plus community, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, the indigenous community, uh, the uh, African-American community, all the all these different initiatives uh, that they are, you know, looking to be more involved in and, and support and, and do year round work rather than just have one night um, was was the emphasis. And I think continues to be the overarching positive message that not only the Blackhawks, but I think we want all these, you know, organizations of the platform, be it sports teams, what have you, um, to be able to do is not just performative one night things, but to to do longstanding, uh, impactful um, work, whether it's, you know, hours put in, money put in, combination of both, whatever it is. Uh, that's I think that's the focus that they're going to continue uh, to have and, and emphasize, which is good. Yeah, I think yeah. W- when we have this interview uh, 2.0, hopefully next week, uh, there's a there's a fine line for businesses, right? To say, you know, we are going to be more actions over words, but then if they're if they're showing too much of what they're doing, then people say it's performative or it's just for the positive PR. So it's a delicate balance of because I would like to know a little bit more specifically about what the Hawks are doing. But I do think mm-hmm. that sometimes they don't reveal everything they're doing simply because they don't want it to look like a PR push. Like right. if they were to come out and say, hey, we've donated $150,000 to, you know, X LGBTQ plus uh, organization, 50% of the commenters are going to be, this is just damage control for the Pride Night mm-hmm. fiasco, or they're just doing this to, 
uh, to make the organization look better. So it's kind of like you can't really win for losing. So it's an interesting balance. I know they're doing things in those communities and, uh, you know, like all the ones that Mario mentioned as well, like the, their impact with the indigenous community is not to be understated. They do a ton and it's not just performative and it's not just side money. So no one gets mad about the logo. There is real actual work being done. Um, and I, and I wish they would kind of illustrate it a little more, but I do understand at the same time, kind of why they don't, because they don't want to be looked at as being performative. It's a really hard balance. I, right. I get it. I don't, I actually don't know what the right answer is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, Jamie said that the theme nights for you know like Pride Nights and Native American History Month that they they put in there, but they have a Heritage Night, African American History Night, those types of things. Uh, she said those aren't just like a theme night. That is their celebration of their work all year round. They're like their the year of of investing into those communities and doing all these different programs. They celebrate it with that particular theme night, which I thought was a very uh, great way of explaining it. Um, and and they did say they are you know all the theme nights that we've gotten to like will be back, uh, and they're also going to have uh, what what they're calling a best day ever series. Uh, they're they're happy that they've got more matinees on Saturdays and Sundays this year, and more and more uh, opportunities for families to come out to games as opposed to just playing on Tuesday nights, Friday nights. There's some more Saturday afternoons, Sunday afternoon games. So they're going to be targeting uh, younger fans. You know, Connor Bedard and the, and this wave of of young talent that's coming over the next couple of years. The idea and the hope is that they're going to form something very special here and that's going to get a lot of new young fans involved you know people that grew up watching patrick kane and jonathan taves are now having young kids who are just getting into hockey and they're going to gravitate to Connor bedard they're going to gravitate to kevin korchinski and oliver moore and all these guys are going to become their heroes so they're going to try and do more to get that young, that new generation of Blackhawk fans like hooked right away. And I love that. You, you, you've got to keep uh, opening the doors to, to the new generation of fans. you got to get them involved early. I really think with a, with a game like hockey, just because it's got so many disadvantages of just logistically, it's a, it's a very difficult sport for young kids to play. You know, especially depending on where you're, you know, where you live or, or, or what your family makes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that it's the fourth sport here in this country, you know, it's not as it's not as popular as basketball. It's not as popular as football, baseball. So they're they're at a disadvantage. So if you can get those kids, the younger you get new fans the better it is because the older you get a lot of people i still hear it every day ah hockey the rules are too complicated i don't know it's too fast blah 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 you hear all these excuses of why not to watch hockey so if you grab these kids as young as possible you're gonna have them hooked we talked about how you know a lot of the younger players coming in too have a different um perspective of their quote-unquote brand and how they market themselves and how you know, these younger players uh, or the younger fans rather can gravitate more towards a player than towards a team. You know, it's, it's, it's less about, you know, I'm, I'm a Blackhawks fan and, and therefore I like Connor Bedard. It's actually societally in sports kind of going the opposite, opposite direction. It's more of like, Oh, I love the Connor Bedard. So now I'm going to become a Blackhawks fan kind of thing outside of, you know, your, your inherent local fan base. So, they, I, th- I think that's a big thing that they're also going to focus on is is allowing the players who want to be more more forward uh, with you know being being visible and and being um, you know active in in growing that fan base the opportunity to do that so that's going to be interesting to see how that forms over the next few years whether it's pushing Connor Bedard you know more into the spotlight than than he's than he's already going to be. Or letting a guy like Frank Nazar or Kevin Korchinski's personalities come out more uh, over the years, rather than you know what we're used to in hockey, where it's all team based. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that evolves over time with the Blackhawks and as they kind of have this refocusing on how they want to grow their fan base. Uh, we're gonna get to the Pearl Jam uh, Chris Chelios part of the story next, which was great. Uh, but speaking of Connor Bedard and speaking of Rocky Words, we got our first look today. 
at what the patch will look like. Uh, Connor Bedard is in Las Vegas with Seth Jones at the NHL Media Week, whatever they call it. So for your planning purposes, he will not be uh, on the ice tomorrow at 5th 3rd. He'll be there Thursday. So if you're planning on coming to get your first glimpse of Connor Bedard, he will not be there tomorrow. But there he is on the Blackhawks Twitter rocking the Red Hawks jersey with the circular patch that says Rocky on it. We've seen this before. This was at the mm-hmm. Memorial, but now it is officially on. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's the right chest um, right above the uh, eye of the uh, Blackhawk logo. A uh, big black circle with Rocky in the middle and a white outline uh, on the circle. So pretty basic, but um, the, as expected. The future yep. spot of the uh, Portillo's um, uh, sponsorship. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's the same patch essentially they wore for Stan Makita and Tony Esposito, but instead of a number, it's the name. Yeah. This looks very much like an NHL 24 loading screen, doesn't it, Mario? With the <laughs> He's just kind of making a few very like general motions and it's looping. That's uh, getting yeah. the juices flowing for 24. Uh, speaking yeah, of getting your, getting your juices flowing, head over to Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary this football season. Ooh, seems like we're going to need it. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. It's got easy online ordering and in-store pickup, and their awesome, transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. Sunnyside is Illinois' favorite dispensary, and with good reason. They've got all the great brands you're looking for. Cresco, High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, Remedy, and my two favorites, the Mindy's and the Good News. My dad just gave me two things of Mindy's yesterday. He's like, you've earned these. Damn right I did, Dad. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) He gave me the black cherry gummies, (laughs) and and I got the Good News, uh, the counting sheep that helped me fall asleep every night, sleep through the night, which is something I've never been able to do. Whatever you're looking for. Uh, from cannabis, the people at Sunnyside will help you get exactly what you need. You can sort of a la carte your experience these days. You know, if you want to just disappear for a few hours, you can do that. If you just want to sleep through the night or take the edge off, you can do that. So many options. Let the people at Sunnyside help you out. And now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. That is one use per customer. And not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone who has shopped at Sunnyside before or are new customers can use that code, CHGO25. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Again, sunnyside.shop, promo code CHGO25. And if you're looking for something uh, nice and refreshing to uh, pair with your uh, sunny side dispensary goodie bag. Uh, why not reach for a nice, cold, refreshing Goose Island beer, the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO and Chicago's beer since 1988. And Goose Island, bo- now they're flying overhead again. Uh, they boast a uh, tremendous year round roster of beers. Of course, you have the full pocket pills. It's the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You have the uh, family of beer hug IPAs, the Imperial IPAs uh, that are dangerously easy to drink. You have the 312 wheat ale, the staple of Goose Island's year round uh, beer roster. Always refreshing, always in style. And of course, we are now in full swing of Oktoberfest season. Uh, so those nice fall Oktoberfest beers are going to uh, pair nicely as the leaves change and the weather starts to cool and the hoodies come out and the banana hammocks go away. Uh, Goose Island Oktoberfest is coming your way and it is going to be great. You can grab all of these and more ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right, next up in our conversation with Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz, uh, we asked about uh, Chris Chelios' jersey retirement announcement and how that whole thing with Pearl Jam came to be. And I know, uh, Greg, you asked a question as it was your 101st and 102nd Pearl Jam shows last <laughs> week. So what did you take away from that response? I just think I, my only thing for them is – Boy, you have raised the bar now for all of these announcements. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, you have. As cool as that was, you've kind of dug yourself in a hole here. Like, <laughs> you, if you did that for Chelios, what are you going to do for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves? Like, how are we going to make that happen? Um, yeah, no, it, it seemed like a really cool thing. They said the wheels were in motion six months ago. Uh, and it kind of was like one of those, like, hey, what if we do this idea that just got the wheels turning? Uh, I, I think Jamie said she'd said, Danny, hey, what, what, when's you know Pearl Jam coming? Oh, I think it's September. And uh, there was a previous relationship there between Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder and Jamie with uh, Jamie's husband, Colin, working for the Cubs and, and Pearl Jam playing multiple shows at Wrigley Field there. So it was easy to get you know a hold of him. And he right away, like Jamie said, first conversation with Eddie Vedder, she didn't even like get it all the way out, the idea. And he's like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do this. Let's do yeah. this. And uh, they got Kaylee Chelios involved to kind of make sure the family was would all be there. And um, she said the hardest part was keeping it a secret. And uh, it, it almost, they were worried it almost got let out of the bag. A, a uh, Another uh, podcast who uh, has gotten themselves in, in a little bit of trouble today, uh, I guess, put the word out there earlier uh, in that day that, that there was an announcement coming. Um, and and Jamie said, you know, we were worried and we talked to Kaylee and, and uh, Kaylee said, if it's on Twitter, don't worry about it. My dad will never <laughs> see it. So uh, the secret was safe. He had no idea yeah. and it went off with without a hitch and uh, just such a cool moment and uh you know but as you said they've got others uh we talked about the the, the guidelines for more and uh you know the, the first follow-up question when they when they let us in about the chelio stuff was okay well as soon as this announcement came out a lot of people's first reaction was what about brent seabrook and some people you know thought it was insulting to brent seabrook but jamie faulkner said they called Brent Seabrook and told him this was going to happen before it got out there. So he was aware and he knows what's going on. And without confirming it, 100% pretty much said, guys, don't worry. Brent Seabrook's going to get his night. He's going to get his mm -hmm. name up there as we've been saying all along. So uh, yeah. pretty cool that they, you know, they had the foresight to, to say, Hey, Brent, this is, this is what's going on. Don't worry about it. You know, not that I think, you know, Seabrook would be a guy that would be like, oh, what the hell, man? Like, you know, um, I think he knew the type of player Chris Chelios was. And and the, Jamie even said, or, or maybe it was Danny that said, uh, you know, he grew up in Vancouver watching Chris Chelios score overtime goals against the Canucks in the playoffs. So he's well aware of what Chris Chelios meant to Chicago. So even picking the number seven uh, was, he knew what, what went along with that. So... I think everything is all good on the Chris Chelios, Brent Seabrook feud slash beef that actually <laughs> doesn't exist. And one thing I, I sort of picked up on, and not that it's a huge surprise, but like this pair doesn't miss anything. They're Jamie and Danny are nothing's going to sneak up on them. There's not going to be a stone left unturned. There's not going to be a, oh, man, I wish we'd thought of that. They've got it covered. And, and one thing that I thought was was cool is that they said when the decision was made to retire Hosa's number, they realized that that kind of opened the door for a lot more people. And that's yep. why they kind of developed uh, these guidelines to say, okay, well, just like Mario did at 3 a.m. on his special day with his wife, um, made, got the <laughs> list put together by their analytics team and laid it out. And they said, some of the arguments you hear in that war room are, are really interesting. And boy, I'd love to be a fly on the wall or I'd, I'd be yeah, happy to right. advise on such a panel of, if you're interested, uh, Blackhawks, I'm available. I work for yeah. Them. As long as the meeting is held at 3:30 a.m., um, <laughs> I will I will gladly be in, involved in that discussion. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's it's encouraging to know that they're on top of stuff. Be it, uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, is this the most important thing? No, but it, there's really nothing that they that they miss, which is which is encouraging. Yeah, and and. I think within that discussion, kind of, you know, within the guidelines that you could almost even just piece together, you know, yeah, you can have debates about, oh, you know, what are the merits of Nicholas Jalmerson and, and all this stuff for number retirement or whatever, how you, how you honor guys like that. But even within following those guidelines, you could, you could easily 
check off the list like okay seabrook does all this stuff taste does all this stuff kane does all this stuff like all this stuff like all of that you could easily check it off and it kind of felt like with like the the duncan keith and brent seabrook situations where you know keith just retired uh and seabrook is still currently contractually a member of the tampa bay lightning this year for them saying like must be retired at least three years like all this stuff it's just like okay well okay in two years duncan keith's gonna get, get hit his night um in three years it'll be brent Se- like you could kind of just piece all those things out and i think uh in talking with them about you know these these guidelines and how they want to honor a lot of these blackhawks it's not just the obvious ones it's not just kane taze keith seabrook these guys it's it, it seems like the emphasis is going to be in in some way shape or form whether it's jersey retirement or you know, however they're, they're going to end up doing it. I know uh, yesterday we talked about, you know, having like a Blackhawks hall of fame and stuff like these are all things that they're thinking about in in different ways of, of honoring these players, but it's going to be way more than just number retirements. It's going to be guys, you know, from, from the, the nineties and eighties and seventies, sixties, fifties, all the way back um, that, you know, maybe haven't had those kinds of uh, honors yet, or haven't gotten the recognition that, um, in the past, like may have been warranted for them. So they're coming away from this conversation. I got the sense that there's going to be a swath of Blackhawks getting honored in multiple different ways, uh, over the next couple of years. I also feel like there's going to be more numbers retired than we expected. Cause Danny did say specifically, we have the fewest amount of retired numbers of any original six team or we're among them yeah. or something along those lines. He said, he said the fewest. Yeah. So if you're, yeah. if you're one of those people that's really on the Steve Larmer thing, Greg, and I know our buddy tab is, is huge on that too. And if you're, if you've got hope for Jeremy Roenick, I don't know if the, I, I, I would, I would not count them out. I think yesterday I was sort of like, eh, maybe the ship has sailed on, on Larmer. I don't think so. The Roenick thing I don't know because of the because of the more recent character concerns. I think that hurts his chances a little bit. Um, But yeah, you know, I think he's just waiting for his redemption chance and hasn't really come from it because no one wants to touch him right now. One thing that I think one thing that I think is going to be really interesting to kind of gauge where the team might be with with Ronick is how visible is he when Chelios's honor. Is, is coming up because you know you can't you can't have a jersey retirement involving chris chelios and not have jeremy ronick around so you know that in the discussion that, that we had they they said that you know there when when chelios gets honored there's going to be a lot of those former you know 80s and 90s blackhawks uh that are going to be there um they said the ceremony is going to feel different than the the hosa ceremony uh, because of the the differing personalities and and whatnot, and um, so that'll be interesting. But I think it will be really interesting to see how a guy like Ronick is um, is is marketed at at that time. Because if they say, "Hey, come meet Jeremy Ronick. Here he is," you know, making a speech about Chris Chelios and all this stuff. If if he's front and center, I don't know. Maybe maybe it it, it feels like the door is a little bit more open to him, kind of being more front and center with the Blackhawks again. Um, but if it's kind of just like a to the side kind of thing, which doesn't feel like Ronick's style, but who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see just how, you know, how that, uh, cause you know, he's going to be there. So yeah, it's I mean, just, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how that's going to be, uh, presented by the yeah. team. I mean, he's been welcomed back to the building before he was at Pat yeah. Foley's last game, hanging out yeah. in the press area. Um, yeah, it's a good point. If they put him out there and make him one of those speakers or, or do things, that could be like, hey, this is your chance. You know, let's see how this goes. Let's see how the fans react to him being a part of it. I think it's safe to say that 99% of the Blackhawk fans will cheer uh, when they, when he's out there. You know, most people, uh, you know, they don't get outraged over, over certain things and, and, you know, yeah, what, some of the things that that Jr. has said over the past few years are they um, are they unwarranted and, and flat out dumb? Yes, um, but as far as like you know, he doesn't have a criminal record or anything like that. So we'll see what happens. Um, they Jamie did say, as you mentioned, Mario, that 
this is going to be different than uh, any other uh, retirement ceremony they've had. It's going to be a weekend long celebration slash party. And if you know anything about Chris Chelios, you know, this is going to be, That's you wouldn't expect any less. <laughs> uh, she said the United States is going to be packed with celebrities because Chelios knows everybody, not just hockey players, musicians, movie stars, celebrities, you know, he's hanging out with Theo Epstein in the bleachers the other day. Um, he knows everybody. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe your seat at the takeover on February 25th, you'll be sitting next to, you know, Eddie Vedder or, or something because it's going to be like the, 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 the seats at the United Center and that are going to be the season ticket holders are 30 tickets and all of Chris Chelios' friends. That's all, that's all it's going to be. They even might kick out a few season ticket holders that night because it's like, yeah, we got to let all 13,000 of Chris Chelios' cool friends come hang out for the well, night. Well, and you got to get, you got to save yeah. seats for all the Chelios clones that are, that, that wander over town. Right. So you can be everywhere at once. That's going to be a whole section. Every, everywhere, but yeah. one place in particular. Um, <laughs> but no, I really love this embracing of, of history. Um, I'm a big history guy. I and mean, I used to write a daily hockey history column, but I mean, just history in general, I've always loved it. And with this team, you've got, you know, this fan base that that you that grew during the Stanley Cup era, a lot of kids that are now getting older can appreciate some of that that stuff that came before, you know. Because when you're you know 10, 12, 19 years old, and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are winning Stanley Cups, you don't give a crap about Stan Mikita or Charlie Gardner or any of those guys. Bill Hay, you know, they're just names on a banner somewhere. Because the Hawks are dominating, they're winning. That's all you care about. When you're young, you live in them. You live for today. You don't care about yesterday or tomorrow. But as you get older, you start appreciating like how why things are the way they are or what happened first. So I love this approach. This new I don't say new embracing of history, but this greater embrace of history. And and, and I and I'm looking forward to the 100th season coming up in a couple of years. I think you could tell by some of the conversations we've had that they're planning a real special year for that and there's there's something big coming and i can't wait uh to, to f find out what that is and experience that yeah and, and jamie said we have you know we have considered everything from halls of fame to statues to rings of honor to like she named all the things that we've sort of talked about and shows past all of those things are on their mind and under consideration um as they should be right the 100th anniversary is significant and you know, it, it's. I think you're going to have to have at least two more statues. There's going to have to be a Kane and a Tave statue. And I, you know, I don't know how you make an argument that Duncan Keith doesn't deserve one too. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, but just rest assured, all these guys will be honored. The other thing, a um, couple other things we got to with them that I want to make sure we get to. Um, obviously, things are, they're very happy that Counter Bedard's a Blackhawk for all the many reasons uh, Greg sort of mentioned too, you know, like how kids are these days more fans of individuals than they are of teams um, and how that now all of a sudden there's this new influx of Bedard fans who are going to be following the Hawks. I said in a sport that encourages um, lack of individuality, right? The hockey culture is it's not about me. It's about the team. How do you encourage your players to put themselves out there and show their personality and, and, you know, help kind of market the team. And I, I love the response that, that they had saying, we are not going to force anyone out of their comfort zone. What we're going to do is we're going to find the things that interest these guys and make it part of the approach into marketing them. So let's say, you know, uh, like we know Frank Nazar likes to sing, right? So maybe when he comes along, they'll do a karaoke night feature or something like that, or... <laughs> Maybe, oh, I hope not. maybe somebody likes <laughs> cooking and they'll do a cooking profile. Like they'll, they'll, they'll find these guys passions that make them individuals and highlight them, which is going back to, you don't have the same kind of ceremony for Mary and Hosa that you have for Chris Chelios. They're two totally different personalities, two totally different people. And I'm glad that the team is focusing on highlighting the personalities of these guys and what makes them what they are. Because yeah, as boring as hockey players can be in a quote, 
they're still interesting dudes with stories to tell if you get them to tell the story in the way they want to. And it seems like the Hawks are really focused on allowing the players to, you know, express themselves as they'd like. And if guys are not comfortable with it or they're introverted or whatever, they're not going to push for somebody to go out there and, and be the face of the team that just doesn't want to be, or doesn't have the, you know, the personality to do so. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to force a guy like, uh, you know, who might be not that forward, Like uh, you're not going to force a guy like Reese Johnson or Boris Kachuk or anything like that to, you know, have to do all the, you know, you're not going to see Reese Johnson doing a TikTok dance or anything like that. Like, it's just, they're, they're going to allow the players who want to be involved in these kinds of things that space to do it um and i think that's good i think the like like we were talking about before i mean it just seems like how and, and danny mentioned it too it's like when patrick kane and jonathan taste came into the league wasn't around or wasn't even like that big of a thing um so just the way that kind of like how fans consume their teams and their favorite players and, and everything is is different than it was 15 years ago so allowing these guys to kind of uh have the 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 mediums that they already i think we had a technical issue with mario there which is part of the course for today but he's he basically mario saying his social media wasn't around then um and now they're they're letting these guys express themselves the way they this generation does which is good they should not restrict that i i that's you know let these guys um be themselves and i think also what, what comes with that is some sort of training like, hey, here are some things you might not want to do on social media or take a picture right. of or have in your phone or whatever. Uh, you want Mike Yeah, because you, yeah, you never know if your coach is going <laughs> to uh, yeah. broadcast your phone to the team. Um, no, yeah, I think it, it's going to be fun watching how they uh, let these, these young players uh, grow and mature and – express themselves um it'll be fun to see i think they'll do a good job of that and if there's one guy that not a young guy but i think like those little stop at your play fun game type things that they've had in the past um i think the one guy we're going to see a lot of this year is going to be nick felino i think he's gonna do uh he's gonna be the guinea pig at least for the first part of the season but like if they they both uh danny and jamie both uh mentioned about how outgoing and and you know uh eager nick felino is about that sort of stuff so i think we'll see him a lot on those which which would be great because if a guy like nick felino who's been through the wars is is okay with sitting there doing some silly you know match game thing for the scoreboard well some of the other that might break some of these other kids out of their shells and be like all right if if, if nick is doing it I want to do it next. Yeah. And we brought him up specifically because he is sort of the, he's the example of you can be a total team player and still have a thought and still answer a question, honestly, and still have a personality just answering a media's question without like, got to get pucks deep and finish our checks and clear the puck and all that. Giving an honest answer doesn't make you a me guy. It doesn't make you a selfish person or a, or a guy who wants to stand out from his teammates. You can do both. You can be a solid team player and have a, per- a personality of your own. And I think, th- I think in a lot of the ways Felino is going to help this team. That's kind of an underrated element of it because uh, I think that dude. If I'm the Hawks, one of the main reasons I traded for him was to put him on my TV broadcast as soon as he retires because <laughs> he's he's yeah. good. He like he would be really good in that kind of a role. Um, like I always think about that with Chris Kunitz, like, did they sign Chris Kunitz to hire him as a coach right away? It kind of feels that way, <laughs> you know, like maybe they just had the idea of, I don't know, this guy, maybe he won't be terrible. And when he's done, we can have him coach for us. Cause he's a good leader. Hey, I don't know. He makes good. He makes good passes in practice. Let's hire him to do that permanently. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> and Felino is a big Pearl Jam fan. So, uh, you know, that's good. Too. Maybe, maybe the, uh, post practice, Locker room music will be uh, a little better than um, Caleb Jones's country musicathon that we we had most of last year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we should probably get to a couple other things that we can hit on really quick. Uh, rest assured, if you are a fan of the black jersey, it is coming back. That was probably Confirmed. the most emotion that Jamie showed the whole time. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> "I want the black jersey as soon as possible." And then Danny yep. said, um, 
you know, watching all these old Chelios highlights remind you of how awesome the black uniform is. So it's coming back. It won't be next year. It probably won't be the following year as Fanatics uh, eases in to uh, their new uniform deal. Um, but the black jersey is coming back at some point. On yeah. the Fanatics thing, we asked specifically about fans' concern with quality. And uh, Jamie said that the team has given lots of feedback from Fanatics. The team, the league itself is very, very obsessed with the quality uh, that's going to happen, at least in terms of the on-ice jerseys, um, what that means for the trickle-down of the T-shirts and the jerseys and all those sort of things you get. Um remains to be seen, but they are very, very focused on assuring the Hawks jersey looks to how they want it to look and performs like they want it to perform. They are very involved in that as much as they can be. And you mentioned the uh, the orphan collar concerns about that, or as I call it, the toilet, the toilet seat collar. Uh, seems like that won't be an issue as well. So that's also another good thing you can kind of check off the uh, – the, the worry list when it comes to the Adidas to Fanatics change. I hope because now we're seeing the if you go to us, if you go to a Dick Sporting Goods or Richards, as I call it, um, and you see Hawks jerseys, they have those. The Fanatics ones have them. They yeah. Have the toilet seat collar. So. Yeah, I, I hope that's just a replica thing and not an authentic thing. I think that change was made uh, not out of coincidence when it was when when Adidas made the uh, change. So, um. I, I think fanatics would be smart to follow that uh, follow that lead when it comes to the authentics. Yeah, I'm hoping it's just uh, some overstock and they're just getting rid of it now. Um, but you know, as we mentioned earlier, that that Danny and Jamie's attention to detail and and when we were talking about jerseys, Danny, you know, commended jamie's attention to detail and she even said they they've they've sent a couple things back already to them saying no 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 it's got to be this it's got to be this so um the both the league and the blackhawks are going through everything jersey wise with a fine tooth comb they they realize how important not only for the blackhawks what the blackhawks jersey means to this franchise but the jerseys across the league so um, they're putting their faith in, in fanatics and it's just going to be up to them to deliver. And we'll see how that goes. Here's a quote from Danny. Uh, there is not a thread that get that gets past Jamie. We've sent things back. It's an important piece of our brand. We know the league is passionate about it. We will ensure it's the highest quality. Uh, Jamie says it's important to the league that our jerseys are done right. We have the ability to weigh in not as much as we like, but the league is aware fanatics doesn't take the foot off the pedal. Uh, so there you go. There's your quotes on the jersey. Uh, we asked about the progress at Fifth Third Arena. Um, they said that the activity we're seeing outside of the arena is not them. It is the uh, Chicago Department of Transportation. Uh, but they do believe they're just waiting for uh, city approval. And I did they say that the plan was January of 24? January, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah if if January. They, they, they're thinking it gets wrapped up this month, and then January of 2024 would be the start of the construction. Yes. Yeah, so apparently it's just a staging area right now for other projects. All the trucks that make my commute down to the United Center Fifth Third much longer than it should be are all hanging out there just to taunt me. <laughs> uh, yeah. We asked about the Professional Women's Hockey League. Uh, Jamie Faulkner said, we actually had a few conversations with them. They ultimately want to make sure teams launch in markets that can sustain them. We don't have a facility in Chicago ready to move them in just yet. We talked with Kendall Coyne Schofield about it to make sure they have a great facility. We will be great supporters. We will welcome them and host neutral games and look forward to it. So Hawks definitely involved in the PWHL. We did not get the question, and hopefully when we get to uh, talk to them again next week, we'll remember to say, will these fifth third renovations potentially uh, create a big enough space to host a or to have and own and and have in town a PWHL team? I think that's an important question that – that we missed. So we'll get that question there for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does seem like there is interest in that being a reality, but it just, the infrastructure isn't there yet. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if, if they, they said with, you know, their, their plans for the fifth third expansion is, is just to help accommodate the desire for hockey rinks in the city to, to expand upon the, facilities that they have to improve upon them which i mean if you've been to the fifth third uh the facilities are are awesome 
Um, I think it's a, it's a very big upgrade from uh, the, the Johnny's ice houses uh, where they used to, you know, house their practices and yes. stuff. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, 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 it's a great facility. So to, to expand upon it, to potentially have a bigger, more spectator friendly um, rink, which maybe, you know, could, could be beneficial to the, you know, Chicago mission, um, the event potentially beneficial to other leagues, uh, other, you know, events happening there. Uh, I know the, a lot of, a lot of the USA hockey junior tournaments are held there. So you, you have the expansion for more of that to happen. Um, I think it's, it's, it's good. It's good to, uh, uh, to have. And yeah, I'm excited to see what, what kind of impact it has uh, on the, on the local hockey community. Before we get to the last part, I want to acknowledge a young dangle God who chipped in his dollar of the day saying, I don't know what we're going to do for Kaner. Maybe we should resign him. So he's around more often to discuss how he'd want to have his number retired. Thank you for the dollar. We appreciate that as always. Dangle God. Uh, The last feature we got to, or the last question we asked was basically about Kyle Davidson and and what they think of the job he's done. And um, they shared a really great story that we're going to hold until next week because we're pretty sure it didn't get shared anywhere else and we want them to tell you the story. Um, but I'll just say this. Rest assured, the hockey people have full hockey control. And he has, Kyle Davidson, has the full faith of Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, and they're very pleased with what he's done so far. Yep. It's uh, good to hear. Um, not surprising. But um, it's nice to know that they're letting Kyle do his thing and, um, you know, going forward. And there's some follow-up stuff to that story that we can uh, we can ask, too, just about, you know, I want to know what their insight were on how, you know, the, the relationship between Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson seems to be very good uh, through one year of the rebuild. You know, a guy like Corey Perry – that screams that was a Luke Richardson ask and Kyle Davidson was like, yep, we'll make that happen. And you know how important it is to have your young GM and your young coach, both doing these jobs for the first time, uh, kind of working hand in hand as, as this rebuild continues, because yes, we're all excited for counter Bedard. Uh, and he makes things a million times more exciting this season, but there's still a long way to go before this team is ready to, to start considering themselves a playoff team, let alone a Stanley cup contender. So having Luke and Kyle on the same page as we take those next steps is huge. When I like to that, that Danny said, we're not placing some kind of artificial timeline on when we want to be back in the playoffs. We're going to stick with the process. And if the process works the way we think it's going to, we'll be back in the playoffs on schedule, right? He's not going to say, he didn't say you need to, he actually said, there's no policy I have towards Kyle where you have to have X amount of points by X date. It's let's just see the process through. And he's giving him yeah. full power to do that, which is all you want from an owner is to just mm-hmm. let the baseball or hockey or football or basketball, whatever people run the team and you stay in your lane. And of course, if a major decision has to be made like a eight year deal with a $9 million AAV, yes, of course you need the owner to sign off on that but he's not meddling in hockey affairs, which is huge. It's That's great news. Not that I don't think he's got decent hockey thoughts, but you hire a staff to run the hockey, let the staff run the hockey. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. All right. So we're <laughs> going to wrap things up uh, before we do. Of course, we want to tell you where you can start tuning in and finding all the best live sports. It's Fubo TV. Go to FuboTV.com slash chgo you get 140 plus live channels of sports shows movies and news they've got that picture in picture which is clutch during sports season you can stream live tv from any device easier than anything i've ever streamed before you just open the fubo app and you're streaming it is so simple watch the most chicago sports for the lowest price and start watching immediately with a free trial, fubotv.com slash chgo. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch your local teams while traveling. you got college football, the Big Ten. The Bears are playing, allegedly. you got the NFL Network. They've got Red Zone on there. The uh, UEFA Euro qualifiers, Ryder Cup. So much is going on. Go to 
FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And don't forget that free trial, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. And the weather is getting a little cooler outside, but the sun is still out there. And if you want some gear built to last to take on the sun, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the sunny days that we are still going to have during hopefully a long Indian summer with premium Polaroid shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for all your outdoor adventures. Like, I'll be having my Shady Rays on all weekend at Riot Fest this weekend. That's my last outdoor adventure before indoor adventures start for the next (laughs) nine months. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection of all of in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if I lose or break my pair in a mosh pit and, and Riot Fest, even if I bought those glasses that day, they're going to send me a brand new pair, no questions asked, and the same to you, no matter how you lose or break your pair. You got a replacement pair coming your way quickly so you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays... You can exchange for a different style. Maybe you didn't like the color. You didn't look as good as you thought. You can exchange them for a different pair, or you can return them for free within 30 days. So there's absolutely no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our wonderful CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Just go over to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO, and you're going to get 50% off all Orders containing two or more of their awesome shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's a lot of people. Speaking, yes. And uh, tomorrow, fellas. Oh, wait, we're not done. Jesus. God. Sorry, Mario. No, no, we're not. I forgot. No, we we got to tell the good people about our friends at FOCO. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you can get them from FOCO. If you want to uh, have a Blackhawks banana hammock or a Bears one or a Cubs one or a Sox, whatever you want, uh, FOCO can get you fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads. Uh, you got the overalls as well. Uh, anything you want FOCO to slap uh, your favorite sports team's logo on and sell it to you, they will do it. Baseball season continues into September and maybe deep into October, maybe. Uh, so make sure you get yourself fitted out in all the best spe- baseball gear around. You got straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need from the game. When we are on our beautiful Studio A and B sets, Foco has donated a ton of uh, the decorations that you see on those sets. Uh, actually, this Patrick Kane Con Smythe bobblehead uh, is from Foco as well uh, here in my home office. So if you want your home office, or in my case, the uh, closet in the office, if you want to get it decked out in all your favorite gear, you can go to Foco. Uh, check them out, foco.com, or you can click the link in the description below. And when you go there, use the promo code CHGO. When you do for all non-presale items, you're going to get 10% off. Again, that's the promo code CHGO at foco.com. And we want to welcome our newest partners at the All City Network, PHLY Sports in Philadelphia. They just launched today. So go check them out. Twitter, PHLY underscore sports. You've got PHLY underscore flyers. And, of course, all the Philadelphia teams are represented. Some really awesome-looking merch over at PHLY. I I do not root for any Philadelphia team, but I might get some PHLY merch because it looks so sweet. I love the 76ers shirt. The Flyers shirt is sweet. They've got a – can we say Bobby Clark? I guess we can say it because we're not selling it. A NHL 94 uh, number 19 style shirt, I guess you would say. Uh, and they've already got, uh, what, like 10,000 followers on Twitter and a million views on their launch video. So things are going great over at PHLY. Uh, very happy to have them as part of the fold. And anytime the Flyers come to town or the Hawks go there, you know you'll be hearing from our friends at PHLY. So it's going to be an awesome time. Really yep, if you've happy got- for them. 
Yep. It's awesome for all city. Big day for us. Uh, if you've got any friends or family in Philadelphia that are big sports fans, let them know, Hey, I've been enjoying the CHGO. It's going to be the same, same spirit. Uh, their hosts, hockey hosts aren't quite as good looking as you used to here at CHGO, but they're not bad. Uh, so <laughs> you'll get some good, great coverage uh, that you're used to from all city over PHLY. It's going to take me a while to, I'm so used to saying PHNX. So the, the LY is going to, struggle coming out for a little while but happy to have uh happy to have that group on board and looking forward to uh let's just take over as many cities as we can let's do it it's our time let's do it 100 percent. all right we yeah. are back tomorrow at 2 30 and guess what we're gonna have locker room audio we're gonna have comments from an actual blackhawks practice let's mm-hmm. freaking go Oh, my God. It is about time. The puck is dropping. There no Connor Bedard tomorrow. We got to wait an extra day for Connor Bedard. We'll see him on Thursday. Um, oh, why are we even going? I know. What's the point, right? But we're going to be there. We're going to be all over it. We'll be sending videos from practice. We'll be playing interviews during the show. So don't miss tomorrow's show, folks. It's finally here. Hockey is here. We have been waiting for this season since... Well, basically, last season started. <laughs> We've been waiting for this one to start. So let's go. It's here. Tomorrow's going to be a fully hockey show, and we can't wait to share it with you at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Have a great day. Hey.